What's your goal for the next 12 months? Profit? Um, minimum 80K, hopefully cracking 100. People can make mistakes. They will make mistakes and you can lose a significant amount of money. Well, a cousin of a, of my fiance has 80K stuck in stat decks. An easy way to put it is there's guys making hundreds of thousands on a sad day and they're spending the same amount of time as the guys losing money on a sad day. There's only so many hours on a sad day. What happened? I fell off a bike and landed on my head. Well, you're going 120Ks an hour. All right, Dennis, welcome Howdy. to the podcast. Don't know what number of podcast this is. We've got Lenny here as well. Dennis was our first mentorship member. Apparently, they're called mentees. Yeah, I think mentees is the right word. Uh, yeah, well, I'm not sure if we'll go with that because I reckon most people won't know what that is. Whatever rolls off the tongue. Yeah. So, you've come from... How long have you been a member for? Um, probably a year and a half now. Yeah. I think a year and a half, late 2021. 22, sorry. 22. 22. Nice. So, I guess... Um, when I ask you a few questions, we haven't really planned much. Lenny will probably ask you a couple and you may have some questions for us at the end. Where did you start firstly prior to joining? Because I remember, funny story. Um, do you want to tell us the funny story or do you want me to tell it? Yeah, no, I'll go you into go. it. Tell us how. I mean, I think I'll go a bit. How we first met. Yeah, a bit of context to that. I think early days sort of just turned 18, 19. Um, when there was sort of two dollar favorite promos was yeah. sort of my first intro to match betting yeah. probably more arbitrage and i so i always knew it was a thing but when those promos sort of went i was like oh well i can't really make money from this anymore went on my merry way and then sort of decided i was like surely there's got to be other ways to like make money through this i knew there had to be a way so i sort of just you know googled it searched it that sort of stuff and then jp's face came on my tiktok quite a bit and so you, I think this was sort of just a stage where you were rinsing blokes, having screenshots of bets up and just getting absolutely stuck into people. Um, and then I think two weeks after that, I was playing a pracky match. Yeah. And then, so I was playing back pocket and I lined up against JP. <laughs> and I was like, I've seen this mug before. <laughs> and I was standing in the goal screen. And I was like, huge fan. And then he thought I was taking the piss out of him. He goes, of what? I was like, the hustler squad, I'm a big fan. He goes, oh, are you a sub? I'm like, oh, not yet. I'm gonna wait till after the footy season um and so it was a bit funny and then i guess a bit after that it was sort of it was mad monday and so the footy season obviously just finished and i was pretty much ready to buy a sub and there was some insta competition it was i can't remember the exact thing but it was commenting something to the effect of why people hate on i don't think it was hate on match betters but why people don't want other people to succeed it was yeah. something something to do with that and i remember um when I entered, it was the day before and I'd gone through like your last like nine to 10 posts. And I was sort of just like, what are every single keyword that you said in all these posts, <laughs> written them down and sort of just collated that into a one straight response. Yeah, and then for he, would lo- he would have loved that too. Cause that's exactly how he operates. And that's what he's <laughs> yeah. looking for. No, I think I hit like yeah, every buzzword, like <laughs> poultry <laughs> syndrome <laughs> and I, I hit it all. I was, I was so happy with it. That's <laughs> very simple way in which the competition winners get selected. Um, so yeah well done i was saying before when i didn't actually join the dots because i knew did you do we con- uh, communicate after that yeah we had a free call so i think a free call as well a free That's call right. with yep. you a couple of months after that when i was yep. getting ready for it all i sort of just wanted to understand just a little bit more about how it operates yep. like generally and then it was more of a case of just literally waiting for the football season to finish yeah and then yeah lucky enough to win the competition i think <laughs> Within the first 48 hours, I'd gone through all the content two, three times over, had my notebook out, writing it all down. It was 
Because I think the big thing for mine is like with arbitrage betting or those $2 favorites, it was just you were locking in guaranteed profits every single time. Do you want to explain that to anyone who doesn't know what that is? Because I reckon a lot of people would have no clue. Yeah, fair. Um, like maybe just fully dumb it down what you were doing and sort of what year is this? Um, this would have been 2018. Like Ladbrokes? Yeah, Ladbrokes. Um, what was the old bet? Not Bet Deluxe. It was um, like the purple branded Crown Bet. And yeah, Bet Easy Crown Bet. Bet Easy, that's the one. They had like $2 favorites on all their marquee, like Thursday night, Friday night games. And you could pretty much just by using the two-way calculator, just guarantee profits. Like it didn't matter which team won, you lock Ma- in. Max like, 25 bucks? Um, Ladbrokes was 50, I reckon, or 100. I think it was 50 at one stage because I remember I made a couple of grand off of it in a season and I took the missus trip to Queensland. Yeah, nice. And I was like, oh, that was, that was a bit of fun. But then once that sort of went away, I couldn't find anything that was guaranteed a result every single time. And in my mind, that was sort of just the fact that there was a downside or variance in my mind at that time. It was sort of just like, oh, I can't work. It might not work. So if I wasn't guaranteeing the profit, that sort of was a red flag for me. So I sort yeah. of just left it. Well, it's an interesting one because a lot of people have that mindset with match betting. They come to us, they might do the free course and then they're like, well, I don't get bonuses. Like I don't get deposit offers. So how do you make money? Like no one, not a lot of people understand that you can keep making money with the promotions that is available to everyone, right? Every single Saturday there are horse promotions, right? The system can run, horse promo method can run. So like a lot of people see match betting. Yeah, great. I understand how it works. And then their brain just doesn't understand that people can keep making money and that's like an example of like a limiting belief it's kind of like you don't know what you don't know um and that's where we need to keep getting people like our free course for example explains that you can do more stuff so interesting i think a lot of people would have that opinion about match betting like they know it works but then they don't know how to keep making money um which is interesting um so that was 2018 did you keep doing it for the next two years or you just did it for that one year? It was pretty much just that one year. I think that yeah. was sort of the last of those promotions. Like I couldn't really find anything else. I'd spend like a heap of time just trying to find like misprices to like find arbitrages. And it just, it wasn't worth the time. Like I would barely find anything. You make it like a couple of dollars. Literally. And if it, it was like 1% yeah. and sort of the bankroll at the time, you know, uni student working casually. Like I didn't have like the capital to really throw at it. So I sort of just put it to the side and it's like, I always thought there was something with horse racing and my old man as well. He's been like pretty into it as well. And I remember it was one spring race. It was one, one of the race days in a spring and we did something. It was so dumb. I can't remember exactly what it was, but we backed like four or five different horses across multiple bookies. And we thought somehow that like all six of the favorites, like, and then if we laid all of them on Betfair, it was some, no structure to it, no thought, quite impulsive, and I laid the wrong horse and like we lost like 500 bucks. And I was like, Interesting. Right, I'm just going to not do this. I'm like, this is, this is a bit too complex for me. So I sort of just put it to the side. Yeah. And it wasn't, yeah, until literally scrolling through TikTok when I think you were sort of, you were rinsing someone and then I went onto your profile from there and it sort of, it intrigued me. And sort of that's when I did a little bit more digging. And I guess definitely once I bought Platinum, everything started to just like click. It's like, variants and like you can like what ev actually means and how something can over a long period of time actually be profitable like i get that was sort of just the circuit breaker for me that sort of just made it quite clear you don't need to profit on every single bet or play in order to be profitable yeah it's like any investment like there's going to be downside to 
anything in in the short term. But yeah, a lot of this is a gamble mindset. Is like they think they have to win every bet, and as soon as they don't win a bet, they chase and then they lose. Yeah. So it's definitely something that a lot of people don't understand that concept. Yeah, and I think I think from mine is it's like I have a very very small like gambling background, like in yeah. terms of like five dollar multis here, share it with a couple of mates, like as recreational within your means as you can possibly be. And so a big thing for mine was I was always cautious. I'm like, I don't want to lose money. I don't want to do anything stupid, get bad habits. So it was like, that was where a little bit of the hesitation came from. Like mm. it's, cause you know, it's everyone knows, you know, the house always wins. Yeah. And so, you know, when they've got the edge, they obviously do win. Um, and so that was sort of just always in back of mind and sort of. You didn't know how the house won though back then? Um, not in the way I do, not in the way I understand how sports sports bet and bookies make money now. I understood from a casino perspective, but it's, I have a, I think a very good understanding now about how bookmakers actually profit just mathematically. Like from sports bets perspective, they really don't care yeah. who wins what market. Like they've locked in their profit no matter what, like it's built in to their odds. And that's sort of something I didn't really understand until I think most people don't understand that. And if, yeah. they, if they did, they would not be betting if they understood yeah. how. I mean, I was talking to my old man about this because it's like sports bet themselves as a company is, in my opinion, like a top 10 business in Australia. Like their marketing, their operations, how they do everything is like genuinely elite. And they're obviously the market leaders in this space. But like they have some of the worst odds and like some like really like big markets. And like they're ripping people off in like to their face and they're people are happy. Yeah, but they're not consciously happy. They don't know any different. People, like the average punter does not look at the best odds. They just place the bet. Yeah. And I know this is something that like we forget because like if we're not sitting in a Facebook group, with all due respect to these groups, it's just full of dumb punters. You forget that that is the average because when you surround yourself with smarter, more intelligent, more logical thinkers that know about betting – you then think that's everyone yeah. and then you forget the average is lower than that. So then you're like, well, oh shit, no shit. People actually don't care about the odds. They just place the bet. And then when you say to them like, oh, you could have bet a bet for $2.80 instead of two forty, yeah. they don't actually see it's any different. It's not significant to them. Yeah. yeah. Which is mind blowing to me now. It's like, like going to the shop and buying something for 10 bucks when you could buy it for five in the same shop. It's like, why would you buy it for 10? Literally. But they don't think like that when they bet. So... Yeah, that's interesting. Going back to you, you started with the $2 lines. You then went, um, had a bit of a hiatus, uh, saw some TikToks, um, saw me in a pracky match, joined Platinum through the free Platinum. Um, and then what happened after that? How much capital did you start with? And what did you, how, how quickly till you joined the system? Um, that's a good question. I can't remember the exact... I can't remember the exact bankroll that I had. I think that it was something that was just every single paycheck. I was just putting yep. an amount to the side. I sort of... Well, how did you start? Like, what was, like what was your... Like size or... No, just in general. Like, how did you start making money with, with Platinum and System and, like, setting up accounts? Like, how, did, how many accounts yeah. did you start with? That kind of... I pretty much just started with the main ones. So I had your sports bet, Ned Lads, Tab, Points bet, and that was pretty much it. Yep. So, I think step one was opening all those other accounts, turning over the bonus bets... Um, and then once that sort of dried out, I think it was the most, it was very logical for me to then go 
into the system. Yeah. Um, so I reckon there probably would have been four week turnaround between yeah, okay. platinum and the system thereabouts. Um, and then once I joined the system, I'm pretty sure Steve was my first coach. Yeah. So it would have been probably in Ivanka, the old channel. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then, so I think I started the first week or first two weeks, I didn't place a single bet. I was sort of just like... Following the rules. Yeah, yeah. And so it would be like, I'd have the races on, I'd have my accounts and it would literally just be like, um, you know, the tip would come through, open up this bookmaker, pretend to put it on, like just to, I don't know, get a rhythm. Because I remember like tips, can't, like they come out 60 seconds before the jump. And so I think for me at the time, it's like, you know, is that, how hard is that to do? Um, and just, yeah, get in the rhythm of how I would follow it. Yep. And then after I think like two weeks of that, I was pretty eager to get onto it. I think I told Steve I was going to do $20 unit size. And he just said, based on the accounts that I had and how they were primed, like go small. So I think I was on $10 for the first month, 15 the month after that, 20 And then I did 40 for a fairly long period of time. And then I think six, seven months after that is when the sports system started. Yeah, right. So... Yeah, end of 20, I was just looking. I couldn't find your name when you signed up, but I had a f- paid call with you on 18th of November yeah, 2022. Right. Yeah. So that would have been like about two months into Platinum. Yeah. Um, we sort of spoke about some stuff. I remember back then you would have had, I got the call recorded, but you would have had like, I think you only had like, 6k bank or something like yeah lowish. that sounds about right and you were kind of very patient and i was like this guy is going to be very good like you were very much accepting the long game yeah whereas a lot of people like want to make like 10k straight away you were like very much yeah come no. from like a you understand finance markets you understand everything's a long game so that was fine no. uh, but i did but you did have aspirations to like take it to the next level eventually um, we didn't currently have anything in place then, but there was always going to be something. So I said, just maybe hold off and on that until then. And you patiently listened to that. And then I think, um, don't want to tell the story for you, but I reckon after joining the sports system, I reckon you, when did you join the mentorship? Like July? September. Yeah, September. Uh, July, yeah, or September. Um, yeah, late August. Even before that. So yeah. how much did you made in that? It was about 18K, wasn't it? Well, yeah. before before that. You'd made 18K already. Before, I remember... Before, before we started working together. Yeah, before it was we worked together. It was 18K, 17, 18K, yep. But I remember when, when you bring up that um, the paid call that I had, um, I remember the reason I put that in is because I was seeing the podcast, I was seeing people post, you know, I've made 15, 20K. Yeah, or, and I was right. like, my, I'm just not at that level. Yeah. And I'm like, am I missing something? And yeah. I think that, you know, you sort of... You talk, took me through a couple of, like, different ways to optimise my process. I don't know how much you want to go into it, but, like... That took me, I think, from that call, I went from 5, 6K profit to that 15, 17 yeah, right. in a relatively similar And that was just, frame. that'd be over like the sports system period. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. Actually, sorry, yeah, before the sports, I think I doubled my profits in like two months after that phone call. Mm. And then from there, it was the sports system started and I was playing football again that season. So I couldn't really follow the horses. Um, and I went for a little bit of a holiday as well. So... It probably wasn't the most consistent time or maximizing, I guess, my general operation. But I remember that phone call was sort of just like put me onto a new path. Yeah. And that definitely sort of, you know, it was nice sort of even just to like converse with you a little bit. Were you of, in the original sports service? 
Yes. So that made what, like seven and a half K. Yeah. You got a good chunk of that. Yeah. That was the easiest, the best one K I've ever spent. <laughs> did, you, did you have a $50 bet size for that? Yeah. So you made what, like seven K, like you took, you got it all? Um, I missed one month. So a little yeah. bit less than that. Yeah. Okay. Um, but still. It was why, seven. why is it the best one K you've ever spent? Because you made seven or what? It's because I made seven. So you, you start off ROI is pretty good there, but it also like, it opened my mind up to, um, I guess, sports promos. Yeah. For my mind, like before that, it was... It's just had, horses. And yeah. What else you have you your sign-up bonuses and then you've got horses and then that's all you're bound to. And now it's sort of opened up, you know, same game multis and all other forms of sports promos like this. Like it sort of, it opened another door and it's like, there's a lot of opportunities here to make money. And I think that since then, like, um, and we can touch and touch on it a bit more later, but... Yeah. Um, through the mentorship, I've been able to develop my own sports system that I sort of follow myself. And it's, you know, one thing that that's enabled me to do is I still follow the horse system. I follow the sports system and I have my system. So if one of those three has a bad day, another one has a good day. It's like, it's just been this consistent write up. And it's like, I know we don't want to focus on specific days or hours or weeks, but it's sort of just having that diversified. It's just the variance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's sort of just, obviously it maximizes profits yeah. and it's like, I could have an awful day on the horses, but a yeah. great day on sports. And it's like, it just makes things easier. Yeah. The best thousand dollars Dennis has ever spent. He's talking about the sports system. If you don't know what it is and you want to learn more about it, send us a DM to our Instagram account. Basically, it's the product or service that our top line Platinum Squad members are using to diversify their match betting profits. Yeah, this is what a lot of um, Platinum members who are following both or, or just, like for example, someone following just the system, they go negative 10. I know we're not focusing on days anymore, but like they do that and they feel like shit. Whereas if you're a Platinum member, you may have done other methods that day. Not so much now, like you're probably not going to be doing horse promo method as much, but other people will be like, oh, well, I turned... My bonus is over at 80. I saved like four units or three units there or something like that. Then I did the sports system. That profited like 250 bucks today. So it like kind of, like you said, diversifies. And then it makes less pressure on one thing. So it's just investing. Like you invest into 10 different stocks versus one or your eggs in one basket versus Well, it's ultimately 10. just more turnover and more betting you do. The, like, yeah. The steadier variance Correct. is going to be. Yeah. Um, so balancing all of that um, with sustainability, obviously people thinking like, oh, how do you bet all these things? It's like you've obviously got processes and stuff you've learned picked up with lenny and pre-lenny that you've that you've put in how many accounts did you get banned prior to joining mentorship um it's a good question like, we yeah not a lot i yeah. think i've lost like bet nation bet deluxe and surge which are i count as one that's yeah. a bit over a year period yeah since you joined Hustle. there was that um before i started all of this i'd lost points bet um at the time, I didn't understand why, but it kind of makes sense now. They had yeah. like a bunch of, you know, run second to 10, get your money back. And I was just yeah. abusing that, not sort of just to like, it wasn't even with making profit in mind. I was like, I think there was Super Bowl just around the corner. And I was like, ah, if I have some bonus bets to spend on that, a bit of fun. Yeah. And then, so I lost points bet. So I thought that was a bit stiff. Um, I lost elite bet. Mm-hmm. Fun. Uh, do you remember the elite bet story? No. Oh, this is this is an absolute cracker. So this was, I think I was on like a $20 unit size um, and I was following on a Saturday or something like that. And I was meant to do a $50 bet because um, it was a two unit um, horse. So it was meant to do $50 on a leap bet, place a bet, moved on. And I was sort of just recapping the end of day profits. 
and I was going through the accounts. I was like, why is a leap bet so low? I'm like, didn't it like only place one bet and a loss? And I go into my bet slips and I put 500 <laughs> instead of 50. And I was like, at that stage as well, like when you're in a $20 unit size, like it's a fairly chunky loss. Um, and so I messaged JP. I was like, I fucked up. I was like, if I message them or send them an email, like act full muggish, like, do you reckon there's a chance? He's like, yeah, I mean, like, what's the harm? It's like, you've, the money's gone. There's no real downside. So I tried to sound as muggish as possible. And they said, no, sorry, mate. And for your troubles, you've lost promos on your account. <laughs> so I lost $500 in promotions in, in one afternoon. So nice. I wasn't, wasn't the best. Um, but after that, I think a Palmer bet. Palmer bet was the only other one that yeah. I lost. And that was a bit of market research. I put a promo bet and a bonus bet on the same race. And within 20 minutes, I lost the account on a Saturday. Nice. Um, Did it win? Any one of the win? bets won. I can't remember which. Yeah, okay. But it was like within 20 minutes of the event finishing, I got an email on a Saturday saying I've lost promotions. Do you remember if it was the bonus or the promo? I have a feeling it was the promo, but I can't remember. Yeah, I, I can go back and look if you want. Yeah, it wouldn't be I mean, hard to find. Now on the mentorship, that was you were joined back end of the AFL so the sports system. Yeah, uh, you're obviously quite familiar with me at that stage. What kind of made you want to jump in? I remember you like we had the first kind of phone call, and you probably were a bit standoffish. I I reckon that was due to just the investment of it. Yeah. Um, and then I reckon a week later, like I was just like, oh yeah, he's he's not he's not jumping in. And then a week later, you just sent me a message out of the blue. He's like, oh, you want to have another chat? Yeah. Like, what's going on here? And then yeah. you called me and you're all of a sudden keen. So yeah. what kind of, yeah, I guess, flip the switch in your head to make you yeah. want to be a part of it? No, it's a good question. Um, I guess I'd expressed interest in the VIP or the elites. Um, I think it was what it, what it was. Yeah, we were kind of calling it that at the start. But yeah. yeah. And I remember that sort of just died off for a bit. Yeah. And a message went out about it. So I, you know, put my hand up and like, yep, still interested, 100%. Yep. Um, and then you organized the call. And I think it was, it was a combination of a couple things that sort of initial hesitancy. I think the first one is like, I think you were quite new to the company at that stage as well. So it was sort of just like, I didn't think this at the time, but upon reflection, there was a little bit of like just an unfamiliar person. Yeah. Like, so there's that sort of aspect of it. Like, well, I was probably kind of only in videos and stuff for, for I reckon, what, four or five months at that point. In videos? You're in one podcast. Yeah. And then you'd pop up on a story or whatever. Yeah. But not yet. Yeah. I, I don't think I had like, I, not much I hadn't spoken to you. I yeah, hadn't had too personal. much to do with you. But then I remember I, I you sent me a few more details of sort of about what's covered in it. And then in that week, the more I looked at it, I was like, this actually makes sense. Yeah. And then I remember um, I was talking to my old man about it because um, I, I still live at home. And sort of he's, he's been there. He's pushed me a bit on this because he's always like, we, I think we think very similarly. And he was sort of talking about there's, 100% a way to make money off the bookies but he didn't have the time to sit down and think about it and sort of I just wasn't motivated to go find the methods myself and then he was like it all made sense to him all chatting about it and then it's sort of the light bulb moment was I've made 17k to date the upside is like I have insight onto how to scale like do that well optimize processes like it was just yeah. Once I put it in that like frame, that, that and that was you had you like kind of thought that before you even knew what was in there. Like yeah, that was before we even spoke about and started together. Yeah, and then that's sort of what helped me pull the trigger. And then you know, last week I got on a call with someone, and he's going to join, and he said, "Why the fuck is it so cheap?" 
in terms of like, are you guys not charging any ongoing fees with this? I'm like, no, it's a one-off fee. Now, why do you think someone looks at it like that and then someone else might look at it as you're, like your that's first too opinion much. on it. Yeah. So what changed in your head? Is it like knowing how much you can make or is it like opening up the time frame to look at it as a longer term thing? Like what what do you think that is? I feel like everyone's different. And yeah. I think that a lot of it is just the amount of money that you have put aside for sp- um, specific things yeah for me i'm sort of in the process as well with my partner sort of we want to buy a house i know that's contentious from your no, 15 minute podcast whatever is good for you as long as you've yeah. thought about it yeah like, no and so it's like would've. i'd put a bit of money aside for that and so there was yeah, like right. i would have to dig into that in the short term for it as well like unless i was to you know not spend any money for a month or two probably a bit longer um so i think that's sort of one thing that created a little bit of hesitancy i think it's also i don't know like is this person experienced in match betting like that's another thing i remember like on the gator podcast i think you spoke about purchasing a lot of different courses in education i think that at that stage i hadn't other than like going to uni i hadn't purchased any training courses we didn't even buy platinum so you probably haven't even had have you had any other fees uh, this uh, like, apart from the system, yeah. which is, well, I don't know what sort of sub you're on. Um, monthly, three monthly, six yearly. Monthly. Six, six monthly. monthly. So it's like four fifty nine every six months. Yeah. You may have got a discount, I don't know. but No, I paid full. I remember yeah, okay. that. I wasn't um, stiff on it either because I was like, I got free platinum. Well, one of the benefits is you don't actually pay for any of those again, yeah. which we haven't really spoken about. So like, for example, now as a mentorship member, yeah. you don't pay for the sports system. You don't pay for the system. Yeah. You get all that free forever. So that's... Like, did you, did that, I, was that a, th- I don't think we even told you that yet. No, I had no idea. I yeah, remember okay. it was, um, it was, I think the podcast where you first started promoting it um, yeah. and it was sort of just dropped and I was like, nice I didn't words. know that. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, my first six month fee was like around New Year's Eve and like the transaction was still processed and I was like, oh, I'll follow up with it in a couple of days. And like two hours after that, like Tom messaged me like, Hey, I don't know why this transaction went yeah. through and he sorted it out, but it was like. That was just a bonus. Like I, I think that had that had been promoted from the start, I don't think I, I probably would have jumped on it sooner. Well, like um, looking at it like that, like if you look at the sports system times two, because we've had summer winter. Yeah. Um. Did you you would have got the sec the summer free? Yeah. Yep. So that's like what was it? Summer. So eight hundred, seven hundred fifty. I think it was. How much? Memory seven fifty. You got the cheaper one though, because you. Were yeah, the, there was an offer yeah, to so, existing yeah. members. Yeah. So you didn't pay that. No, nah, so seven fifty and then a thousand for the winter. Yeah. So that's seventeen fifty, and then you're looking at like around about six hundred to seven hundred per year. Yeah. Um. Obviously, six monthly is more expensive, but we do have that price for yearly. Yeah. What's that like two four two five? Yeah. Per year is gone. Yeah. That that's so like that's the other thing as well. Uh, like this obviously after the fact, so it didn't impact my yeah purchasing decision. But, but I remember I was just like doing the maths on making my money back, like ROI on the investment. I was like, within a month, I think I was already like. I'd made 5k or something yeah. close to that when you incorporate the value of the sports, the summer system, um, um, free horse system. So it was like, yeah, that made it even easier, but that was after the fact. Yeah. Interesting. So now like for, ex- there's been a lot of different members that have joined Lenny. Like you're, you're talking with people who've made like a quarter of a mil that have joined already. Yeah. And then you're talking about like, so uh, you were Dennis. You're, you're like probably one of the lower scale guys yeah. to I've worked with from the starters, and you haven't done any kind of scaling or anything like that. And then there's guys on the kind of higher end, but you've like 
you've literally transitioned to be like you've got the full knowledge of those higher end guys in literally three months i reckon yeah so explain that like how there's been a pattern so far like you took how much did you, how long did you take to make 5k would like, have been how, four year? months five no to make 5k would have been probably nine months nine okay months. and then you made doubled 5k again in how long a month two months yeah, two, two months three months three yeah. months so like so let's look at 12 months you've made close to 10 which is kind of what our roadmap is to the public like we yeah. say everyone can make 10 but look at your first nine months you made five and then you make yeah. three uh five again in the next three yeah were you aware of that at the start or is that just kind of what you accepted this to be a longer thing because i think a lot of people think oh i'm gonna make 10k this this 12 months but then they think it's going to be exactly like 900 a month or whatever which is wrong it, yeah. it, it compounds later yeah and then now it's, that's doubled so you went from 10 to 18 very quickly yeah. and then now that's gone to what yeah, no, that's... Uh, what do you mean? But what have you, you've made only 10K in the last month, haven't you? Yeah, so... <laughs> you don't have to say the exact amount, but yeah. yeah. No, Jan, Jan, was, Jan was a good month. Um, you that made 10K in Jan? Just under. Uh, sorry, not just under. It was just under 7K. It was okay, like a seven. couple hundred under that. But nice. And that was on a really bad month of variance. That too. was an awful month. Well, of yeah, the system then. went yeah. uh, whatever so it went. that was just a little bit of the, like, um, the summer spot system, but a lot of that was on the back of the systems that I developed, yeah. which gave me like a lot yeah. of satisfaction as well. Cause it's like nice. relying on you guys. I'm like getting stuff from you, but I know I have a bit of independence yeah. with it. It's like grabbing bits from everywhere and, yeah. and like doing this by yourself. You may have made two if you didn't join mentorship, but now you made seven we because you've grabbed money. shit from Lenny. <laughs> you you would have lost money. Oh, that mate, month. Well, for yeah. sure. I, I don't know. Cause you guys are working together more than I know, but like I've been talking to a guy who's on the fence about joining and he's kind of saying, oh, well, I know like these guys who are really high in match betting and like, I think I can just get it off them, the information. And I'm like, yeah, but are they going to like personally coach you through like your own process, sit down with you, literally pull apart your, your system and your process and like say, that's wrong. You can do that better. You can, you're losing like money here. There's that leakage. There's this leakage. You're losing money on promo turnover or non-promo turnover. Without, like, without like, pumping ourselves up too, this is, we literally, we're here at 6am every day, match, like talking well, about match. We live the, li- li- this is our life. Like, yeah. With all due respect, like unless there's no, there's not many other people in this. There is, but like they're they're not publicly doing it to this. Like, if they're doing it, they're doing it by themselves or with their mates yeah. or whatever. And it's like they're not speaking to thousands of people every month, like free and and not free. Like, there's so much, and that's compounding right now. Like, even the platinum Discord, it's just like so much. Like Pete did a video the other day. He's like, a year ago, the the platinum squad Discord was dead. Like credit to Lenny and um, James, our tech guys. They they revamped the whole Discord last July, and man, it's a completely different. Like the community now is an asset. Like it's we we could easily charge for that, and and everyone would be like, yeah, I'm paying, I don't know, X dollars per year if we if they if they wanted to stay in because it's valuable to them. Because so many different people, more people coming in, more more stories, more experience, more anecdotal evidence to to learn about different bookies. So it's it's super valuable. Um, don't know where we were going, but. Someone sitting on the fence. Yeah, he, he's kind of like, I can learn this off someone else. And I'm like, yeah, you can. But like, you're going to take way longer. It's like, I'll quote... Uh, you, don't have, you don't have a pathway to kind of... Yeah, get to and no step. one's telling you it's right. Like, yeah. there's so much value in like knowing it's right rather than being like wasting so much energy wondering if it's right. Yeah. 
Um, and it's like, if you're the only one thinking about it, you just waste so much energy. And then you put that in the whole scheme of energy in, in a week. It's like, I work full time. I do this, I train, I, I go to the gym and it's like, that's an extra bit of, so just a question like, how have you found having that kind of clear kind of path and progression? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's been the best. And like, you're very responsive. Like I'll have a question on a Sunday morning about a specific type of promo or just anything. And it's like, I'll usually get a response within 30 minutes, obviously within reasonable times, but it's responsive it's you know it removes all doubt like you get that validation of what you're thinking and you can test your ideas your concepts and it's like that's what makes it easy it's like specific booking information and like the other thing as well it's like scaling sort of i guess my hesitate i was very hesitant on scaling at the start because you know i didn't want to i've seen in the discord like people can make mistakes they will make mistakes and you can lose a significant amount of money and like, i just didn't want to fall in that trap i didn't want to do anything wrong and so i'd stayed off that and just being able to go step by step with lenny just being like hundreds of questions yeah. like i probably I we sat downstairs for four hours yeah it was just heaps and it was just like yeah. just even be able to ask like very small detailed questions and like test ideas concepts i think the best way i would describe it it's sort of like if you were to just to join the system it's like um sort of like um what's the um the food delivery service where you get and you love, i don't mean you love, um, um hello fresh yeah hello fresh so if you join the system it's like hello fresh like you, you guys get the instructions yeah you get the instructions you get all the ingredients that's sent to you all you have to do is execute so make the meals place your bets you join platinum it's like purchasing a cookbook you have all the recipes all the theories methods to do what you need to do but then, you know, you invest in the mentorship program. And it's like you go into culinary school. Like you're learning how to be a chef. Like you can yeah, right. do everything. It's you've like got a chef next to you. Exa- exactly. <laughs> like you've got someone that's done everything. They're like, you're On doing that, your apprenticeship. Like, what I think the biggest thing with the mentorship is not only am I pushing you in a certain direction, trying to get you somewhere, but I open your thinking to a whole different like range of thoughts that you wouldn't have had before that. And you keep touching on your own kind of method that you've made. I... Would you put that down to just opening your mind to what like what's out there yeah absolutely i think one thing for my for me is it's like especially in my current job it's like i have no experience and I'm well doing, yeah you work full-time yeah yeah sorry I'm that's a, probably contextual yeah, as well sorry, you're like should have started with yeah that. full-time and you're being able to still do all this yeah and so i sort of i work in business consulting and so yeah. i'm dealing with some pretty seasoned vets within yeah. the space that know so much about so many businesses and I've come out of uni and I don't know a lot. And so I'm talking to them, I'm learning, learning, learning. And so it was drilled into me pretty early. Like you've got to be humble. You've got to be just like open to learning from the people that know things that you just don't know, mm. that you can't know because you haven't had that experience. And so taking that mindset into this, it's like I've just tried to be as much of a sponge as I can and just absorb, absorb, absorb. I think I do a good job of not having any like ego when it comes you to You have to do stuff. that. Like if you if you think you know everything, you're just gonna hold yeah. yourself back. Well, it's like it's fuck. Like I don't understand people who think like that, where they think they know everything and they refuse to. Well, it's kind of reflective of like generally that person's life is reflective of that kind of yeah. mindset. Well, I remember yeah. I read a book once, and I was um, I can't remember the name of it, but a part of it was talking about this thing called like the bathtub theory, where it's like if you think of like how a bathtub's shaped, it's like um, on your y-axis, it's how much you think you know, mm. and then on the bottom it's how much you actually know so at the start 
everyone like once you start learning about something well, like, oh, Dunning Kruger yeah though. same yeah. thing and it's like I think I know everything but really don't know anything and then like as yeah, you yeah. like I know nothing I know nothing and then it's only when you start to like 10 years of experience and actually start to master those things that you really know things and for me that's sort of just like engraved in my mind like anytime I think I know something I probably don't well the, like the, even the, us like we like we've been in the space for a while now and had spoke to a lot of people got a lot of like we spoke to a bloke yesterday yeah that was fucked and we literally got our minds blown in within like the betting space yeah. we've never heard anything like this before we didn't know but this like, existed that's like that's we we didn't sit there thinking we did though but we sit there now and you're like whoa yeah. like how how it's quite how humble. can we do this full time for like 11 years yeah. and then still like obviously that this is what's happening we're saying you never know everything but like that just confirms it. Yeah. So imagine imagine one person sitting in their house thinking they know all of it yeah. and they're talking to a couple of people. Yeah. And we're talking to thousands of people and we still are mind blown. Like me, Steve, me, Steve like, and JP are literally sitting at the table just looking at each other like... Literally. Like gobsmacked. What is going on? We won't go into the specifics about what it was, but like, let's just say that it's the same principle. Like, for example, you, you discover $2 lines, you make 2000 in a year, then you're like, oh, match betting probably doesn't work. Yeah. And then there's people making like millions yeah and it's like well that person doesn't have a clue that that can exist and even speaking to my mum last night i'm like oh we spoke to this guy today and this can happen and she's like well, what the, What do you mean that's not possible yeah i'm like no that that's like reality this is the 21st yeah. century yeah and it's like fuck no nah, so. i got a mate and i like i'm pretty open about like match betting with my friends and i got one and he's just he's he trusts that i'm like okay but he's got such a skepticism towards it like, so he still thinks you're like gambling exactly or and it's like i've tried to explain <laughs> it to him in so many different ways and it's like even dumbing it down to like like a law of large numbers i'm like if you like if you flip a coin like 10 times it could be heads 10 times in a row it could be ta like it's unlikely but it's not going to necessarily be 50 50 you flip that coin like a million times it's going to be 50 50 yeah, or very about, yeah. it's like, but what if it's not i'm like it has to be but it will but then what if the coins weighted on one side yeah exactly and it's like if you get, it's like i feel like some people and it's i i think it's the right mindset to have if you know nothing about match betting or anything like that to be like the house always wins don't gamble i don't yeah, think that's it's a better bad to be mentality. skeptical for sure exactly then you'd rather that than you start betting and thinking you can beat same game multis with no edge or exactly like what every mug does yeah like of course but i think the moral of this story is like the match betting world is just there is so much shit out there yeah. that like that you don't know that we, no one knows it's not just like <laughs> it's not just the system it's not just turning of bones it's not yeah. just sign up offers there is stuff that is literally out of this world it just there's just information everywhere different ways to make money it, just, it doesn't stop it's like the, any other yeah. industry the, the beauty of it is is like something that you probably got, haven't said yet is now you're you're the first person to join this now I have no doubt that Lenny he can confirm this there's been another X people to join and that's growing. Like how much information is now being fed back oh, to heads. Dennis? Like Lenny, you can speak as well that you've learned from others. Like back in boxing day, we did that yeah. one of the guy made quarter of a mil. How much have you learned off him? Yeah. Uh, like a shit ton. And like, you wouldn't even know, but just random things I feed back to yeah. you. It's just from me learning from other guys. And that's the same as anything. Like we've done this for yeah. four years. It's like we, we didn't know everything when we, st like we, we know, we knew probably, I don't know, it's 1% of what we know uh, now, yeah. four years ago, yet we're still able to teach hundreds yeah. of people and we're still going to like it. You just have to keep learning.
Yeah, for sure. And it's, it's like... It's the only way to be successful. And the information itself, like, it'll be something as small as like, hey, if you're going to set up a, a scale this account, like, make sure you do like these exact things and like let it rest for a bit. And it's like, yeah, okay, sure. And I'm like getting the benefits from that already. Well, for example, that could cost you 5K if it gets stuck. I was at a party or on the weekend. you spent four hours trying to work out what the shit you're doing there. Yeah. How's this for a story? Many people won't believe this, but one of my, or well, a cousin of, a, of my fiance um, has 80K stuck in stat decks. Jeez. 80K. So like, I'm like, bro, do you, like I was speaking to him on the weekend, I'm like, do you want help to get that out? It's like, ah, oh, it can't be fucked, like it's stressful. And it's like, obviously, buy it off him. literally, like we would, we, we firstly, like, this is what can go wrong if you don't scale properly. And this is why we don't encourage doing this. And this is why we have um, certain ways to prevent and minimize. And because we know all this stuff about like what bookies do certain things that, that, that like for that guy, that's worth 80K. Like, obviously, we're not telling him to join that because, like, we haven't spoken to him prior, but that that's what can go wrong. And it's like, fuck, like, that could have been prevented from just leveraging stuff and knowing the right things to do. And a lot of people don't see that because they don't see how the, the downside can be that Are big. Are you seeing the value? It's yeah. like, as in, it's not just the amount of profit you've made, but it's what, like, you've been enabled to do now. So, like, you've only made X amount from however long you've been a part of it but you now have the knowledge to do whatever you want with it and i know you don't spend like all your waking hours match betting you do other things too but you now have the ability to take this on whenever yeah. you want yeah for sure it's definitely it's a nice little safeguard like it's always nice to know that like for a short period of time i can fall back on this right now it's sort of this is enabling me and fast tracking my partner and i's ability to get a house like that's like the thing i look at it and like yeah i can get my wage every single month and put you know 20 30 40 even 50 percent aside that can only be x amount by that period of time were well, you you were messaging me but on the on the paid call you said you just invested in like the sp 500 and the indices yeah. and in my head i'm like fuck like good but like bro that's like full slow motion compared to like yeah, this yeah. like it's fully slow motion yeah so i liquidated all that now yeah you liquid- um, so you sold it all yeah it's all it reinvested into this how much are we talking like, there oh not substantial like now, but 10k yeah thereabouts so you've sold 10k of that to yeah. put it into this yeah and i've it took me i think i worked <laughs> it out like a month and a half to get my 10k back and since then like <laughs> Doubled the investment, maybe thereabouts. Yeah, so like it's, it's which is good to make a point, but <laughs> I, that's a pretty shit mindset to have about it. Like trying to chase money back, it's just about just keep yeah. getting better and better. Yeah, for correct. Sure. But like subconsciously, you do want to yeah. be like, like I'll give you my perspective on that. Like when I was twenty eighteen, I probably had like I don't know, I can't remember, like maybe twenty k to my name or something, something small, smaller than now. Or when I was match betting at my peak, I had more like one hundred and fifty k bank, but on my twenty k bank. I sold like some Rio Tinto stocks that were making me like six hundred dollars uh, a year in dividends, yeah. and they were going up. And I'm like, well, fuck, I need this money now because I'm going to make some more money in the short term, and I need the capital. Yeah. I just sold them; couldn't give a fuck about where they went up. And then next minute, I made like twenty k in two months because yeah. I sold those shares. Yeah. And it's like some people attached to that, like, oh fuck, I might have to sell this at a loss of yeah. like ten percent. I want it to win. It's like no, just just look at what's going to happen yeah. as a byproduct of making that decision. And then you look at someone like Max. Max was in the office two weeks ago and he's like, I joined Platinum with like 500 bucks and I, I got a loan from my missus 
to fund my early match yeah. betting. You're one of the other guys I'm working with in the mentorship, he's literally asked his missus for money to help yeah. him scale like, up like his operation. That quicker. sounds like borderline negligent because a lot of people hear that and be like, well, what the fuck? You're getting loans to gamble. You're not gambling, yeah. obviously. Yeah, you're, you're putting money into something that makes money at a super fast rate at an ROI that's incomparable to any other investment. Yeah. If you've got a brain and you see the opportunity, you, you, you take the opportunity yeah. of what's there. It's like... That's just simple logic, but a lot of yeah. people don't think like that, which is interesting. It's a bit of a joke, but me, old man and I, um, whenever we talk about it, it's not match betting. We don't use anything like using the word betting. It's We call it sports investments. Well, yeah, I like that yeah. because it's not. It's, it's, it's investing in sports and it's like another one I use with <laughs> my mates. And this is, this is a genuine joke, but it's like, you know, we get my money, put in a high interest sports bet account. Like, <laughs> get 28% Flat out it, though. Like... like yeah, there's uh, a huge misconception around it. Like we were at the tennis the other day, and we're yeah. just like, I had a bonus bet in my account, yeah. and I just launched a bonus bet on the um, on a horse, and it was like fully in the realms of match like match betting. It was a profitable bet long term, yeah. and like we're just saying to each other, like everyone around us is just looking at us like we're the biggest degenerates. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I had a couple of phones on me. I had Betfair open, had the price going, and yeah, literally, it's like you could feel that a couple of people around us, like these guys are full degens. It's like, yeah, but that's that's. It's probably better than than them thinking you're not because yeah. obviously a lot of, like I went to the footy uh, I reckon it was later in the year yeah and I was supposed to write a video or slash a blog about this I promise you at half time I looked around me there was twelve people oh, on their man, sports it's better disgusting accounts. like yeah. it's looking at game, their fucking yeah. multi tracker for the game and I'm like yeah. what. Like, I hadn't been to the yeah. footy for, like, a year. Well, I've, got, I've got 10 out of 11 ticked off. Like, 50-year-old like, oh. women, 40-year-old, like, mums. I'm like, what? That's the norm. Yeah. And it's become such a, like, obsession with everyone that everyone's doing it. Not just, yeah. like, 19, 20-year-old kids. Like, we're talking old ladies, But as you said before, ladies. like, we forget how many people... It's fucked up how, like... <laughs> I remember I, um, the missus and I went to some show. I can't remember what it was. Um, but it was, like, the interval of halftime. And, like... The, there was a couple in front of us and they like both pulled out their phones and they're like both had hundred dollar multi like 10 legs on like a footy game that was on i was like i kind of like numbed myself to i guess you know because we're surrounded by people that you know match bet and do yeah. things like properly and like to scale it's like i kind of was a little bit numb you forget you forget how uh, bad some people can yeah. be and like how obsessive they are and like how emotional they can get about it and it's like that was i remember like it's sort of there's a little bit of slap in the face or a wake up moment. I'm like, this is this is not a good thing. Like, this is well, you're in the top like not not even one percent. You're in the top like zero point fucking zero point zero five. Like yeah. it's it's super elite and like compared to everyone else, which is and to me that's you, sad. But, you, but you don't you probably don't feel like that. Like you don't feel like a genius. No, but and that that's why I'm like it's sad. It's like why aren't more people doing this? Like it's Legit. I can't. And it's so easy once you grasp the concepts. It's literally just like. It's hard to understand. It's like if, yeah, I think it comes back to the, the fact that, for example, if, if you could say, all right, give me, give me $5,000 and, and you do minimal work and in, in, in a year's time, that'll be 50K. Obviously, this is like unrealistic for some people, but assuming like, I don't know, you, you joined... Or maybe two years becomes 5k becomes 50k but you don't place a bet you don't watch a sport you don't do anything people would be like yeah that's cool but then when they get involved in it and they start betting and they lose 
like on a, on a one unit or two units. Yeah. The fact that you're in it, then the brain, the brain is the, the reason why people don't do it because they get sucked into the, the big payout in the short term. So for example, they see, okay, I can put $50 on this and I can make 20K in one bet. So instead of seeing the guarantee that they're going to make 50 in two years, they just want to make 20 then. So then you've got the short-term impatience. You've got the emotions of, like, I think if people delete the emotion side of it, that's where they get conned, but they don't actually know how to do that. Um, it, it's very, it, it's all psych. Like, everything revolves back to, like, the psychology of short-term, long-term patience, impatience. So yeah. I find it so interesting to, like, read people's behaviours. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the benefits as well, starting off such a small unit size, it's like the variance you get is like it's not impactful. Like if you of start course. on a five dollar unit size and you lose ten units, which is I would say would be some fairly negative variance, like ah oh, it's fifty dollars. It's like you get to mm. ride out those first few weeks, months on small units. So it's like you understand, cool, these concepts work, move on. And I think that was a big thing for mine. That that's but yeah, but what did you feel about the fact that you'd invested three months and only made like... Couldn't care less. Why? Because I knew that this was the starting point. For me, it was so like... So you've, you've extended your yeah, timeline? Yeah, exactly. Of the investment? Exactly. It's like I knew the roadmap to increasing my unit size. It's like I was fine with that. For me, it was like... Yeah. D- okay. And going back to what I said at the start, like a big thing for mine is if I don't guarantee a profit or money in every single bet is yep. this does this work and once i was able to understand that yes obvious like obviously it seems so dumb to even like say that mm. out loud now but once i was able to verify like okay this is profitable it's like let's go yeah because i think the main problem for people like a lot of people get to about a month two months and they'll yeah. stop following the system because they haven't made like three four five grand like they see someone else make five grand and like, oh yeah. fuck i'm not making enough money i'm spending like the x hours a week doing it yeah but like if they understood that if they keep doing that like your, your first nine months you made five then your next three months you make five another five so it's like that that's compounding it's like doubling it's and everything's now doubling like what's your total profit um excluding the fee like you made uh, 18 after all expenses no in, in, like forget about so the fees so 18k was what you made 40. or 17k so you made 40 yeah i think they're about so you made 23 since the mentorship yeah that in how long right. six months Less. Uh, September, no, less, less. Four. Five? Yeah. Okay, so you've made 17K in a year and how long? Probably a year and a half, I would say. And then you've made 23K Actually, in no, it would be a year. It would be a okay. year. I, I think the timelines are a little bit off yeah, my whatever. Head, but approximately 17K. But there's a pattern here. Yeah. The pattern is you're making money at a faster rate as time goes on. And on that too, like you're... You've always limited yourself in parts of that. Yeah, for sure. It's like, so pre-mentorship, 17K since then up to 40 so in literally like a fraction of the time and i reckon you made fuck all money in the first three months of the mentorship yeah. oh, if you if you want to like because it's really just the last two months that it's, yeah it's well the happen. first it probably took me a month and a half two months before i actually started yeah implementing the things that i was learning why was that work was a bit busy yeah and so um, the one you're in a very kind of beginner position so you had to kind of build up your base a bit yeah i I had to i was scaling from scratch and so i had set everything up to scale but i just the work was it was a very 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 busy couple of months so in that sense too like you could have fast tracked that even quicker and made a lot oh yeah absolutely a lot better position now than you um, already yeah i think for me work is always the priority it's the thing that i'm always going to put first um but that being said i would say that i had scaled probably end of November. Like that's when I 
set up a few different accounts, prime them, was ready to go. And so a lot of that profit that we're talking about really came December, Jan, like both those months were like insanely profitable. And I remember I may have gone out, I may have had a couple of beers, but I remember I sent Lenny a voicemail um, message the other, the other weekend and I was like, this is actually a piss take. I was like, this I was getting, is... when you're on the, uh, after your surgery, I was getting some rogue yeah, messages. That's, that's oh, yeah, the, that's right. On the drugs. Yeah, that, he he that's sends us screenshots from the, the yeah. mentorship people, our members. And it's always funny because I enjoy seeing Lenny get enjoyment out of seeing other people make money, which yeah. is something that we explain to people that probably don't understand until you've made someone money. Like the feeling of being like, I've changed that guy's life by making yeah. him money is it's not a payment like yeah. it's not money it's it's a weird warmness sounds cringe but like you actually feel reward. good yeah like and and he's he sat down with another mentorship member and we filmed it and the the guy started crying we won't yeah. mention who but it's fucking good footage because he sits there and goes i could be making like i don't know if you want to quote the figure lenny but you said like i could, I could make 50 to 100k per month yeah. if i was doing this i could yeah but i'm choosing to work Aussie with the boys instead because i enjoy helping people and yeah. it's like most people be like well, what the fuck's wrong with him he's making like way less money yeah he's not making 50k a month with us and then like you could be doing that it's like why yeah it's because he sees the bigger picture he yeah. sees like the fact that that's coming through reward so it's very interesting now um, on that too you you made what 23k since we started that's not going to be the same for everyone like yeah. you're obviously in a very unique position in, um what you do for work and how you kind of operate your match betting. So that, that number is definitely not what anyone else would achieve. And yeah. it's obviously, yeah, it's very different for everyone depending on your starting position and your kind of circumstances around that. So I just thought I'd clear that up before we move on. Now we have another announcement too. So we've grown the sports system quite a bit and we're coming up on our second, uh, second winter. winter service. And we've just brought Dennis on board for, um, to, just to help me out with the load a bit there because it's getting getting a bit over the top so yeah yeah welcome no, on for that <laughs> no it's keen keen to be on board and it's sort of you know i think that of all the different methods it's i actually enjoy doing it like it's yep. a bit of fun it's obviously like yep. sports is something i'm very interested in don't know a thing i look about horses so that's very like robotic for yep. me it's sort of just like tip comes in place bet I like the race it's on, but I'm never really watching the result. Whereas like sports is like the actual act. I enjoy doing it. I find it fun. Yep. So no, I'm keen to be part of the team. And yeah. Nice. A few more Ben King tips for those. <laughs> ben King. What a fill up. Inside, not inside jokes. Nice. Yeah. Um, what else? Do you have any questions for us? Yeah. I mean, I think when I first saw like the first TikTok, couple of years back it's like yeah. I've, it was pretty much you racing people online to where the business is now like you know you've got your office like the team is growing it's like all these different services and offering it's like not necessarily match betting related but i'm just more curious to know like what has been your big reflections just watching the business grow so i think it's a pretty it's a hard thing to open start your own business like most businesses fail within two years like it's not an easy thing and so it's like, it's always nice to pick the brain of people that have like done it and done it well. Mm. I feel like this is something that I personally probably don't do enough of is like sitting there and being like, 
fuck, what we've built is actually really good. Yeah. Like I'm very critical of things more than being satisfied, if that makes sense. I'm more of a like perfectionist, want to always get better, which can have a downside, but I think seeing, and if you said to me like, it's kind of like when someone like wins a, I don't know, a Brownlow or wins a premiership, they're like take like four, four weeks to realize that they've done it before it yeah. sinks in. So like right now we've got like 1,200 members, like we've got like close to 10, 15 team members now across like full time and in, around Australia and it's like, and, and internationally, it's like, cool, we've built that and now we're, we're trying to grow that. And it's like, as much as sometimes we're pretty harsh on ourselves, we have to sometimes sit back. So I think we probably should do a little bit more of that. Yeah. But if you ask me truly what I think right now of our business, definitely not satisfied. And I think there's so much we can improve on. And that's something that we're working on currently. Like we're about to refilm the entire platinum and system content again. Um, and then launch new products and have other things building in the background. So there's always new things. It's kind of like always finding the balance between like, between like trying to do everything yourself as well as getting other people on board. Coaching them is very difficult. So in terms of reflection, I know reflection's a general thing, but like negatives, probably not do enough of the well done. Yeah. Um, positives, we've grinded our asses off and, and it doesn't feel like work. The biggest thing I've noticed in the last, like, been here, bit over a year now, is like how much you, Tom, and Steve have changed. Yeah, you've gone from like working from your homes, doing just doing, like shit, yeah. being shit operators essentially. Like not not shit, but compared to what you are now, fully different people in how you kind of operate and get things done. Mm. Have you noticed that? Uh, it's it's like you forget you don't sit back and remember what you were like two years ago because you now are in the present. But I watched, weirdly, a podcast for 10 minutes last night from 2022. It was filmed in my house. Yeah, and it's like watching us all. Like, Steve looks fully different. Tom looks fully different. Even, like, I look different. And it's like, physically we look different, but we also speak in different. It's like weird to look back like that. But... You don't really think about that because now the, the norm's the norm, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Progression. Interesting. Yeah. Like seeing the content we used to post is pretty fucking embarrassing. We'll put a clip up here of Tom's head from that well, podcast. Well, you can understand why people <laughs> say what they did. Yeah. Like, you're fucking, you're in your mum's garage or you're in your grandma's couch. Yeah. Like, yeah. fair enough. Yeah. But like, borderline at, least, at least we're on our mum's grandma, uh, mum's couch. You're sitting there on TikTok, not actually posting any videos. So, sitting on your mum's couch, commenting on someone else, literally doing something on their. And now couch. we've got an office, <laughs> and we're doing things on a larger scale, and like because we wanted to make it happen. Like that didn't affect us, but it is now. I can see looking, and like we'll look back on this in two years and being like, "What a fuck with again!" Yeah. Like you actually shit, and you're better again. So it's yeah. like it's a dangerous game, always wanting to pr- improve, because yeah. you can then chase improvements forever, but. It's, yeah, maybe. I think it'd be better than sitting there thinking you're the best. Yeah, for sure. And not wanting to improve. But not sure. Yeah. How do you feel working in like... Do you like your job? Yeah. No, I, I think you I do? do like my job. I think that it's... Um, I'm probably at a point now where I sort of want to target something very specific that I want to do. Yeah. I think the sort of line of work that I mean is quite broad... You know, yep. across many different industries, types of clients, which is 
a good place to start, especially out of uni. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Yeah. And I've got a taste for a lot of different industries and a lot of different types of work. So I'm sort of, I think I'm at that point now where it's like, let's target something and go towards it. Yeah. What that is, I'm not too sure. I'm not yeah. forcing it. I'm sort of just, when something pops up, it pops up. But, you know, I think the good thing about my job is it's challenging. Mm. Like you'll never ever get to a point where you're like, I'm good at my job. You can go through the motions. It's always changing. It's always different. Um, they're quite progressive in terms of like culture. Like they have very good work-life balance in terms of like you can work around your life, your schedule. Like So they're quite accommodating on that front. So I think that's what's enabled me to, you know, really grab match betting by the balls as well. Yeah. It's like they complement each other very well. And it's like I never sacrifice work for it because obviously that's still priority number one. But it's not like, you know, I'm working nine till nine every single or eight till eight every single day, Monday to Friday. And then by the time I get to Saturday, I'm dead. And the last yeah. thing I want to do is sit in a computer. Yeah. For interesting. Seven and a half hours. So have you, well, sorry, let's um, dumb this down. How many hours a week are you actually spending on your match spending now? And has that increased or decreased since working with Lenny? You would have more of an idea of how to manage that too. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So explain like hours before, hours after. It's actually probably decreased, but yeah. that's because Lenny has optimized everything. So, so you're making like triple, double, quadruple when you're spending less time? Probably only fractionally less, but that's. How many, many hours in a week then? I rarely follow a Wednesday because I'm working. Um, so, so like what's a Monday to Saturday, Monday to Sunday look like for you? Um, break it into Monday to Friday first. Yeah, okay. Sports systems, quite easy to follow. Tips come out first thing in the morning. So yeah. I don't need to worry about that. Get off some sustainability throughout the week. Um, like hours? Daily? It wouldn't be, I wouldn't spend an hour a day. It would probably be two hours from Monday to Friday. You spend two hours from Monday to Friday? Yeah. Placing all the bets and your sustainability? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And then Saturday, Sunday? Saturday, Sunday. Saturday is a full day. So yeah. I wake up relatively early on a Saturday and start firing away mugs. Um, Non-promos. Yeah, yeah, sorry, non-promos, sorry. Anyway. Um, and yeah, so I set up my accounts for the day. I usually, um, I get a head start on that. Then when the promo list comes out and the tips, I can sort of, I see where I need to allocate my bets. I On a Saturday, I'll always go one for one, yeah. non-promo to promo ratio. And so if I know I'm going to hit bookie A seven times across all the different um, sports, I'll have seven um, non-promo bets. So I set it up for that. And then Sunday night, the last couple of months is probably where I spend most of my like attention and effort. Then that's sort of with my own sports system. So there's a lot of NFL Monday morning. Yeah. And so that's when I'm sort of in the lab doing a bit of work, trying to figure and put it all together. And you, you've also mentioned you find that quite fun to do. So yeah. you probably spend a lot more time on that than you necessarily need to. Or Absolutely. Like how relative that is yeah. to the money. So, you, yeah. so, um, so what would you say the total hours in the week? 20? Less? Less. 15 to 18. What's your hourly rate? Um, for match betting? Well, it's still scaling uh, up. It's just yeah, keep I can't, going up. Probably couldn't just yet put a number on well, it. Well, you I made 8K or 7K in how, how much in Jan? Looking at Jan only, like one month sample size. Do you think you're going to be making more than 7K a month now? Or the same? 116 an hour, thereabouts. Yeah, nice. But that's constantly scaling up. So Yeah, that, that's, I've still got... That might be 200 in two weeks. I've still got... I'm probably at 
50% of my scale capacity yeah. at the moment, I would say. We wanted to essentially double you in yeah. what a month's time from now. Yeah. Well, well, Lenny gave me a call just after New Year's Eve and he sort of, you know, asked me how I'm going, where things are at. And at the end of it, set me specific goals and targets for the winter sports system. And it's like, I think that... So we'll literally have your operation doubled in a month's time from now. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> that's that's on track to go. And then so from there, it's going to obviously... A little bit more time is probably going to have to go into it, but I definitely can afford to do that. Um, yeah, but and doubling the operation doesn't necessarily mean doubling the time either. No. Yeah, no, definitely not. I think that. Uh, yeah, no, it's. It, it's an easy way to shocking. put it is there's guys making there's guys making hundreds of thousands on a Saturday, and they're spending the same amount of time as the guys making. 50 bucks on a Saturday or the guy's losing money on a Saturday. There's only That's the so thing. many hours on a Saturday. It's like, especially for the people who lose, like you're doing the same thing as them and you're making like stupid money and they're losing money. I, I like, fuck. It's like, I wish that people, more people knew what they could be doing with their time. It's um Not for it, our benefit, for theirs. It's so funny though because it's like people will be spending the same sort of time. Like I've got mates that also like the NFL and they'll spend time like putting together their bets and whatever and it's like you look at them like this is just stupid. Like, that, that's the is, thing. It's like I'm like what are you like what is this? I was like yeah. I have a group chat with some friends I'm like the only thing I really put in there now is I'm like this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen and yeah, just, this is the it, second it, dumbest thing I've ever seen. It's fully insanity to, like, to once you see it. Like Tom had a call with someone I don't know if we've mentioned this he had a call with like a middle-aged guy who was spending like, I don't want to name the number, maybe just say eight hours a week or maybe six to eight hours a week on doing like form and all this stuff and he was losing money, right? And then at the end of the call, Tom said to him, why haven't you like, do, do you want to join? He's like, oh, I'm probably not sure if I would have the time. And Tom's like, hang on, just like, I just want to dumb this down. Have you ever thought of like the time that you're investing into that could be doing this and making you money? He's like, I've never thought of it like that. Yeah. No, it's, which which is so hard to like hear. It, it's yeah, to me, it's I, like, I can't really what? grasp it. I think like the other thing as well. I remember there was a UFC fight ages ago. I can't remember who it was in, but I think it was in Utah or Colorado, something like that, a high altitude. Mm. And the like the group chat was like, "Oh, who do you think is going to win? I need to add this leg in." Blah blah blah. And there's like, like, I'm going to tip that card as well. Potentially, but they're like, they're like, oh no, it's high altitude. This person is younger. They're going to win. I'm like, you don't think the bookies have thought yeah, of this? I'm legit. like, you don't think this, like, yeah. you think, like, it's already priced into the odds. And then it's like, yeah. once you've said that, it's like, yeah, but it's high altitude. I'm like, but it's in the, like, they literally, they just don't grasp how it's like, it doesn't, yeah. all the form, everything is priced in the odds, whether there's slight risk of injury or there's slight risk of, someone's already thought court, of it before you. It's literally, <laughs> the algorithms literally price that perfectly so you continue to it's lose money. 100%. It's hard to, like, but it's it's the human instinct. It's like you think you've clocked something or you think you know more than you do, always. Yeah. And like, you, you actually probably don't. Yeah, it's like, let's say hypothetically, like you, you do have some knowledge edge and you are able to like, you know, tip correctly. It's like the odds are stacked against you without promotions yeah. or like a mathematical edge. There's a knowledge edge you can have, but if you're not pairing that with, you know, yeah it's called the illusion of control like if you want to be specific with it yeah. it's like like you might think that dacos is a good chance but like brown though he's going to win it this year literally yeah, yeah. Well, like, like your oh how's that guy from the barber he said so he lost that all didn't he have dacos to win the brown though i don't know so fuck i feel bad like because i would have told like i told the barber i'm like please tell him to hedge 
Like this guy would have won like, I don't know, 250K. He had like 10K on something at like, or do the math, like maybe at whatever the math is, 25. Uh, I don't want to. And like this guy's a massive gambler. He's mate, like this, the barber like has no clue. Yeah. He's from another country. But he was telling me, my mate's a massive gambler. He's got Dacos to win the Brownlow and he's got 250K return on it or something. And he's hoping he's going to win. And in my head, I'm like, yeah, he's probably not going to win. And this guy's going to lose it all. And he could have guaranteed like something dumb. He was paying like $1.50 at one point, mid-season. Maybe less at Lenny. $1.30? What did he get down to? I think I saw $1.45. Yeah. Like, yeah. So if yeah, you hedge yeah. that, like obviously you need the funds. Yeah. But, but like make that happen. Like <laughs> go and guarantee yourself like 150K. It doesn't matter what happens at that stage. Like, like guarantee the money. 150K and now you make nothing. You unless lose you, 10K. Unless you bet with wish bet, then you're going to lose that. Yeah. yeah. Well, obviously. But you wouldn't do that on wish bet. Yeah. <laughs> I think we'll wrap it up there. Do you have any final send-offs? Do you have a message for people watching this who may be on the edge about well, changing I, their lives? Yeah, do that first. Then I've got a question for you. Uh, just do it. Like, I, I think everyone sits here and says the exact same thing, but it's like, if you've got into this stage of my podcast, anyone else's podcast, and you're still on the edge, like, I don't know what else someone can really tell you. Like, it's, mm. you've listened to all the content, you know how it, like, how it's changed other people's lives and how profitable it is. It's like, Think about the downside. Like, what is your genuine, like, risk-reward? Like, it's it's a no-brainer for mine, but each their own. So if you're watching this and you've learned something from the podcast, awesome stuff. Do yourself a favor and subscribe to the channel so you don't miss anything else. And go one better and forward this on to one of your mates who might actually get something out of it as well. Yeah, that's good, good advice. Um, I have a question. You probably heard this on one of our podcasts. Would you pick... 50 bucks out of a urinal with piss all over it. The, the note's covered in piss. Nah, probably not. That's, you wouldn't, you that, wouldn't pick it up. I think that's a low, low EV. Interesting. That's, um, I would have thought you said yes. That's what happens when you're on 120 bucks an hour. What about you? <laughs> yeah, I would for sure. Pick it up. Yeah. What would you do with it? I'd clean it. And then what? Pocket it? Probably go buy a hot dog and chips at the MCG and sit hot down half time and watch the rest of the game. <laughs> oh, okay, because you, you're, you? you're in there. Uh, yeah, I'd pick it up. What's your limit? Like, what would it have to be covered in in order for you not to pick it up? I'm not a germaphobe, so I, I can't, I don't care. Unless it's in fucking acid where it's going to burn my finger. <laughs> but, like, if it's in shit or piss, I'll probably still pick it up. In a carcass. Oh, I, I used to deal with cadavers at uni, so. Yeah, fair enough. Cutting open dead people, yeah. old old uh, old ladies. How was that? Cluteals. Did it's, you go back to it? Oh I, no, I don't like dead bodies. Doing, no, no, that was that was. <laughs> I never just, had an issue with that. He just hates being like an osteo. Osteopath, yeah. Yeah. He wouldn't touch um, you. But no, like it's a it's a body, like it's a, it's an object. It's got skin yeah. taken off. You see all the muscles. Like it's great to learn what's under the skin. Yeah. Most yeah. people, like if you're not if you don't like it, you wouldn't be in the course. So. I don't know, there's something about like that and like surgeries as well. Like I'm like fairly good when it comes to like graphic content. But it's like whenever it's like planned and surgical and controlled, there's something about I show removing something. the chaos out of it that just makes it a bit eerie. In, in juice, like I can't watch my, I'll I've show got you. my knee, when I did my ACL video, I haven't yeah. watched it. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't be able to, I just have my shoulder done, I wouldn't be able to watch so it. So I haven't told you this, but do you know that I have pl metal plates in my face? No, but I think I remember you mentioned it. Do you want to see podcast. the photo? Yeah, go for it. So, jeez, what happened? 
Does that like? Do you care about that? No, that that's, that's fine. Okay. There's a bit of chaos that to that. What happened? I fell off a bike and landed on my head. Well, you're going 120 k's an hour. No, downstairs. But no, I just wanted Jeez. to see if you if then that, that's plates. But no, that's pretty cool. Some people struggle to watch that, but I think it's pretty funny. It was rinsing, rinsing the punters at the footy. How old yeah. were you? Uh, 23. Jeez. Eight years ago. But no, I just wanted to see how you would react to that, but yeah. you didn't react. So no, nah, when there's a bit of chaos involved, it's, it's when you remove that and it's like... So, yeah, where does it... Where does it? Like, if you watch someone break their leg, is that on the NBA court or something? Yeah. Isn't that all good? One, yeah, of my group, one of my group chats is just sharing reels on Instagram. Yeah, so you're fine. It's just back and forth. Yeah, right. Yeah. You don't. You can't do that, can you? I'd prefer not to. I'll send them your way. Yeah. No, my mates do. They send me some... Search, search um, jiu-jitsu compilations There's some good ones Some, yeah. some good cracks and breaks and I, I, I don't know I kind of like the fighting though It's just like Human on human contact And it's yeah. Like impressive to do that yeah. I'm trying to get him involved In some type of combat sport It'd be a weapon Well he said if he Like he's going to have a crack at footy Obviously he's, he's very good at footy But he had his ACL So I, I mean He's having a crack At yeah. some High level stuff I reckon he was half a chance to get there. Yeah. But if he doesn't, he said, he goes, I can, I'm just going to go sign up to yeah. UFC fighting. Just fight cunts. <laughs> yeah, do Honestly, do it. It's like, that's scary as. But um, I, I think just one more question for me to you, Lenny. It's sort of like, was it a big jump to come move down here and oh. sort of start running a service? Or was it just like a no-brainer? Like, I don't know. It's kind of... This kind of mindset we're talking about of taking that in, or make that investment to do something. Yeah. I reckon I've just, I probably didn't think it at the time, but I reckon I had that embedded in me and I literally jumped on it when JP, like he jumped on wanting me, but I jumped on wanting to come here. Yeah. And I reckon it's just, it's the same thing as that mindset we're talking about. Yeah. Like I just, there was kind of, there was no risk. At, at worst, I went back home. Yeah. And live the same life I was living. Start match betting again. Start making a lot. Yeah. <laughs> this is true. Start making downside upside. Again. Didn't see much downside. Yeah. yeah. What, what are you? Last question. What do you like? Does your partner know exactly how much you're making? Yeah. Yeah. So you do like you team up and say this is a plan we're going to make this. Yep. Yeah. Are you are you merged funds? Like personal question. Um. No, but you, like, like we we both have the exact common goal that we want to get to. So if you go on a holiday, you'll pay for it. No, oh, oh. no it, everything is so evenly split. Yeah, right, like, okay. It's very even on that regard. We just don't have... Yeah, I, I think we're actually talking about the other... We've been together for like seven years. So yeah. it's like it's a fairly long-term relationship. I think we might start something just to like make it easier. But no, we have... If you buy very, a house? Yeah, yeah definitely. Shared. We have very specific goals. Like we're buying a house together at some stage. Like we have yeah, right. both have specific targets we want to get to by date X. So it's, you know... Very straightforward. Why haven't you moved out of home yet? Um, low EV. Low um, EV, you reckon? Um, I reckon it's, on I the reckon it's yes. low. I reckon it's low EV. Staying at home. Depends like on the that. circumstance. For me, it was personal fully low EV. growth. Do um, Do you cook your food, um, or your parents still eat? For probably you? fifty fifty. Probably yeah, right. clothes. Mum probably does most of it. No, mum does a lot of heavy lifting there, but there was a period of time when my parents moved overseas, and so I was living by myself yeah, with okay. my brother. But I was so I you know could I'm, do it. I know I'm more than capable of doing all yeah, of interesting. that. Yeah, um, interesting. I just think that it's everyone's got their own circumstances. I'd say his circumstances like different to mine. Like for me, it was a no-brainer to do that, and like it was negative EV staying home. Yeah. In my kind of position. how how do you want to say your age? 
Me? Yeah. Yeah, um, turning 25. Yeah, so I thought you were older. Yeah, you're only young, so... Well, you're not young as him, but yes, yeah. you're not 30. Like no. I'm 31, so I'm old. But 25, so 24. Yeah. Yeah, so you still got... Well, do you plan on moving out anytime soon? Um, Hopefully by end of year. To what? Buy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Never um, rent? I just... I know that it was your 15-minute podcast this morning. For me, and again, everyone's circumstances are different, but I have a very... We both have very loving, accommodating families yeah. that, you know... We save a lot of money living at home. Yeah, you like would. A, it's, it makes life a lot easier. For sure. And it does, to us, doesn't make sense to move out just to be like, we have our independence. It's like, mm. I, personally, I know from my experience, I can live by myself. I'd be very comfortable to live by myself. It's like, I still definitely pay for things. It's not like it's a free ride at this stage. But when I've got such a supporting family, it, it, financially, I think it's a bit silly to move out just to be like, I'm free from my parents. Like Honestly, a- I'd be in a, like if I, reckon, if I was working a corporate job back in Sydney, I'd be the same. Yeah, that's, but again, everyone has different set. Like for example, if there was a job opportunity in Sydney, Queen, anywhere, and I was like, I really wanted it, I wouldn't hesitate to spend yeah. that. Like it's, if the upside is worth it, it's worth it. But I don't see the significant benefit to moving out rushing moving out i think the issue is i think when you're staying at home just being comfortable not doing anything like yeah that's i think the key is like if you're at home you're not like and when you're saying low ev i'm pretty sure that's that's what i what mean you're trying to get if at. yeah so there'd be people out there that's like oh I'm, I'm saying i'm staying at home i'm saving money but then they will go and spend more on like nights out dinners and at the end of the day, that's like way more negative EV, you could argue, than like yeah. going out, being independent, probably end up spending a little bit more, but now you've like challenged yourself to force to adapt to like yeah. that, whereas other people, I reckon it, it comes from like, it, like I want to say um, European background families, they stay home longer. Like I got yeah, a mate, oh, for sure. Italian, and still at home, 31. Yeah, no. I'm like, bro, fucking move out. It, it's that, or it's like, is just, there's such a strong wog mindset of like legit. purchasing a house. Yeah. And it's like, I, I'm, I'm Italian, my partner, she's Greek. So it's like, we both get that. It's like, yeah. stay at home, stay at home, but then also buy a house. And it's like, yeah. so I think that's sort of distilled in our memories. Well, well my sister's DNA. still at home. Yeah. She's 25 this year. Yeah. My other siblings out, got a house, and I'm renting. Um, but she she's got that. owns that house, doesn't she? Yeah. Yep. Well, she's paying. She doesn't own it. She's got a le- le- she loan. A of it. Yeah. She's got a couple of uh, walls yeah. and a few doors, maybe some bricks. And some ice cubes. Yeah. But my other sister has an uh, investment property and she's still living at home. See, that's I, I think that's smart. Yeah, I maybe. That's, if, mean, if the ROI is good. Yeah, no, definitely. I think <laughs> that the, 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 the numbers have to make sense. Like there's definitely areas that you would invest in, areas where it's silly to invest in. I'm the furthest thing from an expert on the housing market, but I've spent a little bit of time like yeah. looking into it, talking to people that know a little bit about it. So. Yeah, but the way you're thinking is very much how you should be thinking. Yeah. You're analyzing it upside down, so doing the numbers, doing the pros and cons, like this is how you should be making any decision. And then it's not right or wrong. It's you've, you've analyzed it for your personal situation, then you've made a decision. Yeah. The issue I have is when people just fucking make the decision and don't actually think about what they're doing. So yeah. it's like, 
Yeah. yeah. And I think, I think a point that sort of Tom made earlier in that podcast as well was, you know, people purchase the house and then they, you know, it's going to go up in value and yeah. then they sell it, but they're buying in the same market. It's like, yeah. it's also not as simple as I buy a house for a million dollars, sell it for 1.5. After your interest and all, like, you're not really, it's not that profitable. Yeah. Like I, I wouldn't imagine, like obviously there's specific areas to target, but you know, when people talk about how much they bought and sold the house for, they leave out the interest payments, all the repairs, all the fees, or like the taxes. So it's like, yeah, that's sort of, for me, it's not necessarily a, like, I want to invest into a house to make money. It's, I, I just think that's the next mm. step in life and the progression. Well, there's, there's a lot of people, like if I was to buy a house, it would be because I want to have my own walls that I can fucking do whatever I want on them rather yeah. than like renting. You kind of always having to worry about like, it's not yours yeah. and never will be. Um, and that's kind of like a different reason. To, like, and I feel like that's why a lot of people buy a house. I'd, I'd never buy a house to live in. I only buy investment properties. So you never want to have your own house? Ever? I just, uh, I mean, if I, I had the, if I had the money to do so, 100%, but... But you do have the money. No, as if in you like... Wanted to. Like say I had 30 million sitting there, like yeah. I'd buy a house because it doesn't like worry me. But yeah, like if I'm still, still got more left over, that's why. Yeah. Right now, if you used it up a deposit, I'm the same. If I, if I spent I'd like all my money now, stuck. yeah, I could buy a house, but then I'm stuck in that house. But if I could buy a house and have money left over, I would buy it. But yeah. if I'm still in a position where I am stuck by buying a house, there's not a chance I'd do it. Yeah, it's, it's coming back to the percentage of capital you have liquid versus what you want to spend on the house. Yeah. It's like if you're using up... 80% of it to do that then you're pretty stuck I saw this interesting clip I can't remember who it was but someone spoke about yeah, they are a property investor um, but they don't purchase the houses to live in like there's no. purely investments and leverage like, everything and, and it makes perfect sense because it's like their f- cost of living yep. is fixed their rent is X and then assuming they don't damage anything that's all they have to pay for like it's then the landlord's responsibility to you know top up amenities, lights, maintenance, all that, like you're removing all of that downside. And then because they're still investing in the property market, like that's called rent investing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, but yeah, a little bit off topic. No, it's it's all valid, but, um, yeah, we sort of said we're going to end it 15 minutes ago, but now we'll probably end it. Any final questions? Um, no, no final questions from me. I don't think we've mentioned Homozy in this podcast. So I'll try and get something in there. Did I? Not in no. this one. I think oh, we I was going it to. It's been in the last like six. All right, we've used a lot of his ideology. I was going to say probably. something, but I must have said it. I forgot, but I literally was going to, but yeah. I forgot. Oh, well. Unlucky. For the next one. Mm. Beauty. Anything else? No, that's all from me. Thanks, Thank you thanks. very much for joining us. And hopefully, what's your, uh, what's your goal for the next 12 months? Profit. Um, I want to finish the uh, minimum 80K. Um, hopefully cracking 100, but that's, the, that's ambitious. I, but I think 80 is realistic. What's your goals for him? Depends how much like work you want to put into it. Like you can. You but what what do you think? If you had to predict what he's going to make in the next twelve months in twenty twenty four, there's no reason you should make like less than hundred k. No, at least. Interesting. Yeah. I think we broke it down on a call once. Like the like the, the accounts we have, the goals, the unit size. If we felt like we broke it, it was very mathematical. I think it's more than accomplished, uh, achievable. Yeah. All right. I'd yeah. say hundred's conservative. That's pretty good. There you go. Hundred's conservative. Yeah, interesting. That's not, I, I think you'll get a lot of hate from this, knowing that you're making that much money. Oh, well. What do you say to that? Yeah. Um, 
Actually, I think this yeah. is homozy. I think you'll never there find is. out. You'll never see a hater doing yeah. um, better than you. Yep. So. That's what uh, someone po- Prime Train posted that last night on. Yeah, the- yeah, he did too. Cheers, you reckon? Cheers. Next time. Thank you. So if you want to learn what match betting is and how to get started, there's a free course linked directly in the YouTube description. Goes for 60 minutes. It contains a number of videos explaining how it all works and how you can get started for free today.